Hello and welcome to the Raptors Reaction Podcast on Sportsnet. I'm Ronnie the Fan. I'm your host, Wayne Lou. The Raptors, wow, they, they get back to playing really good basketball. Um, you know, uh, it's the Washington Wizards, and it's a heavy caveat. The Wizards are clearly not a very good team. They are at five wins for the season. So as dire as the Raptors looked at 11 and 18, I mean, imagine only having five. Um, but still, Raptors made some key changes. Uh, Darko relents, um, changes the starting group, even though he had been pushing back both publicly uh, through the press and also just uh, with his actions by sticking with the starting group that just had not been performing, changes his rotations around, and... You know, at minimum, you got to say it was off to a really good start because the Raptors win 132 to 102 uh, in Washington. And, um, yeah, I mean, the big change is what people have been calling for, which is Gary Trent Jr. going into the starting lineup to add more shooting, uh, to take away uh, a player who needs the ball a lot in Dennis, um, to sort of shift the touches around. You saw Scotty Barnes have the ball a lot running point for the starting group. Uh, you saw a more focused effort from OG scoring-wise. Uh, Pascal did his thing. I mean, his game kind of unaffected by all of this. And then you just got better spacing with Gary in the starting group. This is something that people have been calling for. And honestly, um, this is something that the media has been also, you know, uh, asking, you know, Darko pretty much every single opportunity, pre-game, post-game, practice, you know, when are you going to consider looking at lineup changes? And... You know what? If it if it came down to to Joseph Casharo, front of the program, who obviously does pound the rock over at the score, if it came down to Joseph Casharo, who asked him after the Jazz game, you know, have you considered lineup rotation changes? And that's where Darko gave his infamous quote about, you know, look, uh, you know, it's it's about you know who, where, when, where, why, and also um, more importantly, it's not like we're keeping Steph Curry on the bench. Uh, after that point, it seemed like, okay, he was very resistant to it. But before the game today, once again, Darko was asked by reporters on scene, are you going to change the starting group? And he said, we'll see. And all of a sudden, uh, a couple uh, you know, hours later, we do see an actual change to the starting group. And, um, you know, I think there were ups and downs with the starting group. There's, um, you know, it's not to say that they came in and just completely dominated. That wasn't really the case. Um, they didn't even get to see that much time together because of some foul uh, issues. Um you know, I thought first to start the game, the Raptors were just a little bit sloppy, um, some turnover issues. I think you're probably going to see a little bit more of that with forwards running your offense versus with like a true point guard and Dennis running the offense or like a classic point guard, if you want to say that. Um, but at the same time, I thought the Raptors were able to create nice little advantages. I think defensively, they you know, were largely the same. Uh, Washington came out shooting the three really well, too, and that actually got them to an early lead. But, like, generally speaking, I thought the Raptors were able to get some decent looks. You know, they got, um, you know, it's just, it's just the spacing on the floor looked a lot more balanced. Um, obviously, Scotty running point, uh, number one thing that stood out to me was just how quickly he wanted to play. Like, there was an urgency about Scotty's game. There was, like, a, you know, even after the Raptors were, you know, uh, misfiring or they would have like a momentum sapping play. Scotty would always be the one forcing uh, and dictating the tempo, getting the ball out, you know, throwing head-to-head passes, inbounding the ball quickly. Like just the, honestly, it's the stuff that Kyle Lowry used to do a lot for Toronto. Um, and you saw that here today. There was even a play where Dennis and Scotty um, were unable to connect on like a pretty simple play that, you know, Scotty went to set the screen for Dennis. Um, and Dennis was trying to throw the inbound pass to Scotty. 
and it kind of got picked off, and the Wizards ran the other way for a layup, and it's like you screwed up a pretty simple pass. Meanwhile, you give up a layup on the other end, uncontested. That's like a you know energy draining play. Scotty immediately after that play happened, you know, just obviously he was running back to try to stop it on defense it was a little too late. Uh, but instantly got the inbound in and was just like, let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go to the next play, on to the next play. I love that positivity with them uh, that he played with. Um, I loved his overall energy. I mean, like you look at the stat line and he's like he's everywhere. Twenty points, eight of sixteen shooting, knocks down four threes, including back to back threes um, in the uh, second quarter. That was really able to help the Raptors stabilize on offense. Uh, Twelve rebounds, including five offensive, eight assists, three steals, two blocks. Like, this guy did everything. And honestly, I think the starting group just needed to, you know, I think moving forward, if they're going to keep this group, which I obviously think that after a nice win like this, you're going to keep the group. Um, they're just going to need to work on their timing just a little bit um, and just keeping the turnovers down. Because I do feel like the Raptors committed a few too many unforced uh, turnovers with the starting group tonight. But generally speaking, they they did really well. Um, and the starting group, I think, was, was, was well prepared for because – you know, you could tell that Darko has been working more and more with the Raptors on their zone coverages because you're seeing on a more consistent basis that the Raptors are bringing zone back. To start the season, very little zoning from the Raptors, mostly pick-and-roll defenses, um, you know, trying to keep it two-on-two, try to keep it, you know, guard man-on-man if you can, um, you know, and, yeah, obviously, if there's help rotations needed, try not to help off the corners, um, maybe helping off more of the wings. Um, and, and dropping Jakob back. And honestly, the defense started more solid, but I think teams have obviously been lighting up the Raptors defensively. And it looked like another one of those today with the Wizards coming out shooting so hot. But once the Wizards like went, got back down to like their regular form from three, let's just say, um, the other Raptors did a really good job protecting the basket, and their energy was high, and I thought their inter- intensity defensively built as the game went on. But that, that little shift to zone, because the Wizards did get off to a nice start. They were up 24-16, to 16. Uh, with about five minutes left in the first quarter. The Raptors getting to that zone, I think, really did just got to keep things a little bit more in check. The Wizards did a really good job of attacking closeouts and, and getting downhill, uh, even against the zone, so you give them that credit. But ultimately, I'll live with them, like, shooting, like, contested floaters or, or even just, like, open one-legged jump, like, jump floaters. Like, they were doing a lot of that kind of stuff. Um, versus, like, the Raptors giving up open threes, which is what happened to start the game. And, you know, of course, once you change the starting group, um, you know, I, I'm, the next question is obviously how do you run the bench because it's a, it's a pretty big change. Well, Dennis was the first sub into the game. So the starters went for the first, what, eight minutes of the game. And, and they were actually down. So it's not like the starting group, like, killed it or anything. But I thought the process of how they got in their offense was better. I thought the way Scotty ran it was was nice. I, I liked the, the urgency that he showed. It, it's nice that – you know, Gary's able to knock down a three right away to sort of establish that, yes, he's a spacing threat and it's going to change how the Raptors uh, would have typically been playing. I mean, even affects, let's say, the scouting report for the opposing team to not be able to prepare for this specific starting group. But, you know, so they, they played the starting lineup for the first eight minutes or so. Um, you know, a big decision by Darko also was to stick with Pascal, even though he picked up two early fouls. He stuck with him and, you know, Pascal was able to, you know, avoid that third foul and, and just... um do a decent job. There was actually uh, Pascal got into the post for his first bucket, and uh, Kuzma, I would say smartly, but also kind of comedically, tried to flop against Pascal in the post just to see if the referee will call the third foul. And he did not give that third foul call. It was a bad flop, and Pascal was able to finish. Um, but you know, again, the Raptors shifting to that zone that was good. Dennis comes into the game. 
And you always wonder, like, first off, how is Dennis going to respond? I know Dennis on record, and he was asked about this pretty much the starter training camp. Um, and then once or twice more times, um, you know, he even said in our show, for example, when Dennis comes on to the interviews, where Dennis talks about the idea that he's like, look, I, I don't really care. I'm a little too old about to care about, like, starting or coming off the bench. He's done both in his career. He just wants to do what, you know, whatever the coach wants to do and whatever would contribute towards winning. Um, but, of course, like, Look, it's one thing to say it. It's also another thing to, like, really, like, stick with it and, and embrace the role. And I thought Dennis came into this game and did a great job of, you know, quarterbacking the second um, unit or at least the sort of transition lineups. I thought when Dennis came into the game, um, you know, he was able to immediately set guys up for three, um, you know, and, and that was great to see. He had, like, seven assists, I think, in his first shift, which was awesome. Um, it was also interesting to see the Raptors – change the rotation further in terms of like who's playing and who's not like Darko decides look if I'm already going to make this shift to you know finally cave and put Gary in the starting group uh and take Dennis who by the way Darko has a great relationship with Dennis he talks about it all the time the two of them talk about how fond of each other they are well if that's the case you can then sell him on the idea that like look I'm not benching you as a punishment I'm benching you because I need to change the rotation and I need you to be great in your role coming off the bench as well. I, I thought that he could do that. Plus also like Dennis is the one guy on the Raptors who has, has a proven track record in his career of being an effective bench player. Like he's been a really, really good reserve for a long time. And even when he was signed, I thought that there was a real chance that the Raptors just rolled with a no point guard starting lineup, give the ball to Scotty a lot, start Gary for the spacing and then bring in Dennis who, Look, the Raptors have really struggled for like three seasons now of finding a backup point guard. Basically, since Kyle Lowry moved on, when we have obviously Fred and Kyle, you know, Fred had no backup. And now, like, I feel like the Raptors don't even have a starting point guard. But Dennis coming out that second unit was able to really set things right. I mean, he finished the game with nine points, four rebounds, ten assists uh, in 28 minutes. Played really well, really in control. Took the opportunity to score where he could, but was definitely looking to pass first and foremost. And did a great job with it. Um, but the other thing that the Darko did was like, look, if I'm already going to make this starting lineup change, which is you know obviously a pretty big deal, let me just also play players who are going to be productive for me. And he decided first quarter. The substitutes were Dennis in for Pascal at the four-minute uh, mark. Uh, then after the Raptors get on this run, Gary had a nice, uh, you know, he, he knocked down a three. Uh, Gary with an offensive rebound kicked out to uh, Dennis. Dennis makes an extra pass. He turns down an open look to swing it to Scotty for three. Scotty knocks it down. Jakob blocks Daniel Gafford on a drive. The Raptors go the other way. OG with the finish in transition. Um, after Dennis forces a miss on a uh, on a on a fast break, he kind of stood in for a charge, forced the attacker to try to go around him, missed the layup, and then the Raptors got OG the ball. And they so they tied the game relatively quickly once De- uh, once Dennis came back into the game. But then it was a question of who else was going to join him. Well, first off, if you're going to put Dennis on the bench, well, you're pretty much going to then cut Malachi from the rotation because you're generally speaking not going to need to play two small point guards at once maybe certain games certain matchups honestly like the Wizards would have been a decent matchup for that because the Wizards play a lot of small guards where you can hide Malachi but honestly there's no need most times so if you're going to bring Dennis off the bench and if he's going to be playing well there's no need to play Malachi so Malachi was cut and then Precious has obviously been featured a lot this season but he's been so up and down and a lot of games he's been really down and you saw here today you know, Precious didn't come in. Instead, it was uh, Chris Boucher and Otto Porter who subbed in with three minutes left. 
to join Dennis uh, as relievers off the bench. And, you know, I thought they did great. I thought Boucher's energy to, to contest shots at the basket was awesome. Again, the Wizards were doing a really good job driving downhill and collapsing. They do have the benefit of having multiple attackers. Like, you know, Tyus Jones would get downhill and he threw a bunch of lobs. Um, you know, Jordan Poole can get downhill, although he also just makes a bunch of bad decisions. Had a string of comical mysteries in the second half. Denny Abdia, honestly, could do a decent job of getting downhill. Didn't get the ball that much, but when he did look to attack off the bounce and uh, did a decent job. And then Kyle Kuzman also is a guy who, you know, it doesn't get all the way down to the, uh, you know, downhill to the basket all the time, but he will look to be very aggressive on offense and, and turn downhill and things like that. And of course, Gafford is a lob threat. So, you know, you do need a better job of like just rotating and your, your energy needs to be good. You need to prevent that dribble penetration in the first place. That's why that zone worked well. It's a good adjustment by, by Darko. Um, but you saw Boucher come in and Otto come in and they both did a good job of, of, of making, you know, plays defensively auto with a steal uh after the wizards you know try to cut in for or layup auto was there in, in help position uh gets the steal and then throws it up ahead gary gets a transition layup um you know but uh, you know the, you know chris boucher rotating around flying around contesting shots at the basket like those are the things that you know the second unit needs to do on a consistent basis, but you, you're just never sure if they do that. The second unit has been really up and down, partially because Malachi and, and Precious are just up and down players. Um, and then the only other substitute who even saw time was Jalen McDaniels, who hasn't really featured much, kind of a forgotten man. And I don't think he did all that much in this kind of game. Um, he missed a lot of threes, for example. And, you know, that's something that if he could actually hit threes, then maybe you have a much more of an ability to play him. But without that, then he's basically just a transition finisher. Um, but he came in the game and provided some good energy as well. His length was good. And the Raptors were able to take a lead uh, into the se- uh, second quarter. At that point, it was Pascal on bench to start the second quarter. So typically, it's Scotty plus bench to start the second quarter because, you know, D- uh, Darko's decisions has been let's pull out Scotty as the first sub, let's put in, like, Gary in at that point, and then whatever. Scotty sometimes returns to finish out the first quarter, uh, and then he starts the second quarter and he really carries that group. But this time, Pascal was the first sub out, partially because of foul trouble. We don't know. He did pick up two fouls. But Pascal was the first sub out, and now he's in that spot, and he's leading the second unit. And they did really well. And honestly, I think a lot of that wasn't even just Pascal. It was the second unit guys. Like Otto with a help block at the rim. Uh, McDaniels with a nice steal uh, in rotation. Chris Boucher with a nice deflection, preventing a three, forcing the Wizards to re-inbound. Dennis, you know, uh, with a couple of nice passes, a bounce pass to Otto, cutting in for a layup. Uh, Chris Boucher with a great block at the rim on Jordan Poole. Uh, it was a it, it was a great block, but somehow they call it a foul on Chris Boucher. But honestly, I watched the replay. That was a great play. And honestly, even if he does give up the free throws, fine. That's still better defense than you know giving up an actual layup. So already right away, you see Otto with the stop, McDaniel's with the stop, Boucher with the deflection, uh, and then Boucher with the block. Like that energy off the bench was great. Um, and yeah, you know, that, that, that was a strong start. Scotty then joins and there wasn't as many long extended stretches without Scotty on the floor. I thought he was obviously the Raptors best player tonight and him coming back into the game was great. Um, you know, that's when he started knocking down some threes that was strong. Um, and yeah, I mean, you could even see the Raptors going back to some of their regular rotation minutes. Like you, you saw a lot of OG Pascal Scotty on the floor together at times. I thought Darko did a good job of just mixing an extra wing so that they can, you know, find some time to rest, but largely play most of their minutes together. 
Uh, and, you know, first half, OG was super aggressive. I find this is all often the case when Scotty runs point is that they, they re- he really loves to look for OG. Um, but at the same time, I thought OG also did a lot of good things with the ball. Now, it was strange that he had two air ball threes, including one that was wide open. Obviously, he's a much better shooter than that. But, you know, even coming out of the timeout, for example, the Wizards going on a 10-2 run. You know, Landry Shamit all of a sudden is a random problem, knocking down a three and dunking the ball. Darko calls timeout. First play out, they get OG the ball a three in the corner after a timeout. Just like a really, really nice uh, play there. And... Yeah, I mean, you know, you you just see just this building momentum as the game was going on. I think also, too, something that's been missing is just the Raptors actually helping each other on defense. You know, like, yes, one guy can get beat, but you play as a team, you defend as a team. No good defense defends just one-on-one. Every good defense has a, a really good sense of when and also how to send help in an organized way. And you saw that today, which, like, you know, you had a play where so the second unit was uh, switching a lot, and, and Dennis ended up switching on to Kyle Kuzma. The Wizards get the ball to Kuzma in the middle, and they, Kuzma tries to attack, but Jakob Proto rotates over off his man, helps, and catches Kuzma by surprise. Kuzma had his back to the play, spins around, turns around, you know, yaks there, blocks Kuzma, and then if the Raptors secure the rebound, Pascal hits it ahead to Scotty Barnes for a dunk. Like, if you could script the Raptors as, like, one play in terms of what were they built to do, that's what they were built to do, like that kind of stuff where they were getting stops and they're getting on transition, getting stops, getting on transition. And you just saw more and more of that. I thought Jakob did a really great job, you know, at times really helping over at the basket, you know, forcing misses uh, and that getting the Raptors out in the break. You know, Pascal posting, kicking the ball out to Scotty for three. Then, you know, Scotty running to the opposite wing, Dennis rotating the ball back to him, knocks down the three. Like just really good stuff, really. Um, and the Raptors carry it over for lead in the second half and whatever i mean games have turned really quickly this year you know you, you could definitely tell that defenses have a really hard time adapting to um you know three pointers and just like the the speed of the game but i thought the raptors you know they weren't protecting like a hugely they were up what uh nine points at halftime so it was like very easy to lose that but um the raptors responded strongly and honestly this is where you got to credit precious achua because um you know, obviously he'd been benched for the entire first half. Him and Malachi were the two guys benched. Um, but to start the third quarter, Jakob ended up picking up his fourth foul like pretty much right away. And so Darko had to make a decision. Am I going to change my rotation around again? Or am I going to essentially put in somebody else like uh, Precious who can then come into the game, hold my minutes for a little bit, and just essentially keep my rotations the same? But I got to trust this guy to come in and actually do his job. And, yeah, I mean, credit to Precious. So Precious came into the game really early in the third quarter to alleviate Jakob for foul trouble. And Precious did a great job defensively. Like, he came in and got, like, three stops right away with his rotation, with his activity, with the, you know, live bodies. Again, the Wizards were really looking to get downhill against the Raptors starting group. Jakob being a drop big leaves a lot of space in the middle there where off a nice screen from Gaffer, typically most people are going to be able to get a bit of driving space downhill because Yaka is going to leave that gap to try to protect the rim. Precious comes in, and Precious is much better at moving his feet, contesting, you know, just being physical, bumping guys before they even get downhill to sort of cut off their drive, take their momentum away from the play, allow their de- uh, teammates to recover. And I honestly, I was really impressed by Precious just coming in and doing his job and being a real pro about it. I'm sure he wasn't even expecting to play. Again, this is purely because of foul trouble. But 
you know, he did a great job. He had another play where Kuzma tried to drive against Precious, and Precious had switched out on him. And Precious just, just ripped the ball out of Kuzma's hands, uh, and he threw it ahead. Now, unfortunately, Gary had a three-on-one and decided to take a three instead of trying to, you know, drive to the basket and get a layup, which is 100% of the time what you should do in a three-on-one unless you're Steph Curry. But, like, you know, as in the words of Darko Ryakovich, we don't got no Steph Currys on our team. Um but yeah, like ultimately they did really well, and I thought you know a quiet first half for Pascal uh, missed some threes and just wasn't as aggressive. Uh, but second half, Pascal was really involved. You know, um, you know mid range contested knocks it down. Pascal and one finish. Pascal post up. You know, Scotty cuts through after the whole defense is caught ball watching against Pascal. Scotty cuts through and Pascal finds Scotty for a cut dunk. You know, Precious with another stop. Pascal hits it ahead to Gary, uh, who knocks down the three. Right away, the starters put the Raptors up seventeen. And you know what? If you really wanted to look at it, there might even be a case of seeing more Precious with the starting group. Uh, rather than Jakob. But listen, we can go with that a different way. I thought both Jakob and Precious played well today. Jakob just had some foul trouble. And yeah, I mean, like, again, the Raptors just continue to roll. Dennis comes in for OG as the first sub. So this time around, it's not Pascal who gets subbed out first. Um, so that could lend a clue to the idea that Darko wants to actually use OG uh, as sort of that, like, starter that toggles in with the bench a lot rather than Pascal. But first half pass got the fouls, so maybe Dennis came in for him first. In any case, Dennis comes in for OG. Uh, the play continues to go through Pascal. Pascal with the spin finish around Koulibaly. Uh, Pascal then takes an offensive foul from Kyle Kuzma, trying to push him off on a screen. Then Pascal driving kick, finds Scotty for three, late shot clock. Then Pascal with a cut on the baseline of the bounce plays, cuts to the basket, draws two defenders under the basket, kicks it out to Chris Boucher, who knocks down a three. So, like I said, Pascal just did a really great job of, uh, you know, willing this team forward in that third quarter, building that lead for the Raptors, stretching it. Pascal with the baseline drive around Daniel Gafford. You know, OG with the rate finish through Daniel Gafford at the basket. Gary is making extra passes, too. It's just stuff like that. Pascal would make an extra pass to OG for a corner three. Uh, Pascal fouled on a cut, rolling to the basket on a nice uh, pick-and-roll feed from OG. Like, the Raptors just really did a great job of um, playing through their forwards, but also playing great team basketball, making an extra pass for each other. It's just, like, much more together. Like, the more plays that they had helping each other on defense the more plays they had passing each other on offense like it it felt very much like you know something that kind of built upon itself and by the time you got to the fourth quarter like the Raptors just blew them out like it it just it was Scotty with the bench uh, Scotty and OG with the bench this time the bench was like I I guess Scotty Jakob McDaniels auto OG like a lineup we probably have not seen at all this season if I had to guess I mean Darko was really, really throwing new things out there, and I appreciate it. I really appreciate it because this is what people have been wanting to see. The original formula was just, was just not working. And if, look, uh, until you change the players, at least let me see the players play with different players, different combinations, different lineup times, and all that kind of stuff. And, yeah, he, he starts out with a Scotty, OG, Yak, McDaniels, auto lineup. And that group did really, really well, man. Like, you know, I thought, uh, you know, there was a play where, Scotty uh, picks up Landry Shamit. Shamit tries to attack him off the dribble. Bad idea. Scotty picks his pocket clean, embarrasses him, goes out in transition, throws it up to Jaden McDaniels, who was able to lob and finish a dunk. You know, next play down, um, the Raptors 
uh, you get another stop. Scotty then goes at Landry Shamit, bodies him, drives him all the way downhill. Doesn't even necessarily make a move or get the angle, but he's just much bigger and stronger. Gets a shot about the basket, misses the shot. It's too hard, but Scotty gets his own rebound. Again, he's just playing by himself out there and then uh, draws two defenders and then shovels it off to Jakob, who's in the dunker spot, ready for a dunk. Easy play right there. Then Otto Porter comes down the floor and he curls off uh, a pin down and he, you know he's open in the mid-range and the Wizards are dropping and he knocks down a, a, a mid-range jumper. Just a really calm kind of cool play that you saw Otto you know do consistently throughout this game where you know he was a perfect three of three. He did a great job of passing the ball, two assists as well, two rebounds, a steal, a block. Like he just made the right play every single time. He took nothing off the table and just made the right play. And you compare that, for example, with like. Pretty much, he took. Uh, he pretty much took Precious' uh, minutes today. You would never see a three of three from Precious with two rebounds, two assists, a steal, a block, with uh, you know no turnovers from 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 like Precious. Like Precious would make mistakes. He wouldn't be able to roll to the basket the way Otto is. Though he's not able to come off the curl the way Otto is. He's not gonna be able to like just like intuitively read and, and like strip the ball and block the shots at the basket. Like of course he can play well and there's no doubt that he can give me six points and two rebounds, two assists. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying do all that without making mistakes. Like go through like essentially auto batted like if, if this was a pl- if this was a game in baseball, Otto basically got you uh two singles, a double, and walk twice. You know what I mean? Like, he didn't waste anything when he got the opportunities to, and I appreciate that from Otto. Um, yeah, Dennis comes into the game at this point in the fourth quarter, you know, re- you know, got McDaniels uh, a- a- a fouled in transition. McDaniels ran ahead of Kyle Kuzma, even though McDaniels was the one who got the stop on Kuzma to begin with. He beats him down the floor in transition. Show me that hunger. Run the floor hard. Get yourself an easy um, opportunity there at the free throw line. Knocks down two. Then Dennis runs the pick and roll. Uh, runs the fast break. Jakob's running with them. Like Jakob is running with Dennis on a fast break. How often does that happen for a seven footer? And Dennis ultimately lays it off to Jakob, who finishes. And Washington calls timeout up twenty two. And it's just the same kind of stuff. You know, the Raptors come out with the same group. Otto runs a pick and roll with Jakob, throws a perfect bounce pass to Jakob, who finishes. Like, just stuff like that. Perfect bounce pass, perfect roll, perfect cut. Otto just does that. No mistakes from Otto. Like, I'm not expecting, like, an amazing game of, like, 30 points or even 10 points even with Otto. But he does not make mistakes. And, um, yeah, Pascal comes in for Scotty at this point, you know, just to lead the group. And Pascal immediately gets a driving layup around Kuzma. Pascal finds Otto Porter for a pick-and-roll finish. Otto with a nice screen, rolls to the basket, finishes in contact. And then Pascal uh, with Dennis, two-on-one layup. Uh, Pascal drops it off for Dennis with a little cut dribble fake, uh, moves the defender over, and then walks in for a layup really smooth. And, um yeah, that's pretty much about it. Like, the Raptors played, like, five minutes of garbage time, and, and that's where some of the third unit guys were able to come in. It's unfortunate because they immediately come in and make mistakes. Like, within the first five seconds of checking in, Malika ended up um, throwing a bad pass with Thad Young, which got picked off for a layup. Then on the ensuing inbound, Malachi pushes off on his man and ends up committing an offensive foul. So two, uh, uh, you know, turnovers in five seconds. And, of course, like, you know, Precious comes in, and he, he had a bunch of gaffes, but, like, Ultimately, it's garbage time, and, uh, you know, the Raptors actually managed to win that garbage time by four points, if anyone cares. Um, Grady got a nice backdoor cut for an and-one dunk from uh, Thad Young uh, operating in the post. But, yeah, just in general, like, I think for me, the starting group 
makes more sense. I, I, I know it's against Washington, so we're going to need to see more time with this to like definitively hail this as like a solution, a savior, or whatever. But to me, it's like the starting group makes more sense because there's more spacing on the floor. You now have two shooters in OG and, and Gary. You are now forcing Pascal and Scotty to have the ball as much as possible. You're not running as many pick and rolls, so you're not getting Jakob as many opportunities. But at the same time, you're able to play through your best scores, which are Scotty and Pascal, guys who create the most mismatches. They're walking mismatches, and they're really good passers. Because guess what? You change the starting lineup. Pascal has 11 assists. Scotty has 8 assists. Like, you know, that's awesome to see. Your starting forwards to, who, you know, run the point for you in this case, combined for a 19 assists. That's awesome. But even Gary with 4 assists, Yaka with 2, OG with 2. You know, it was just a nice group altogether for the starting five who all finished in double digits. Um, you know, Dennis coming off that bench, I, I I liked his approach. Like, he was looking to set guys up to score, which is nice. Um, I think there will be times where Dennis will be forced to score more for the second unit. Like, today he picked the right, you know, moments. Okay, I'm open for three because they're, 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 they're really um, dropping on these pick and rolls and they're not really looking to step up to me. Let me knock down this three and let me pull up three. That's just the right basketball read. You know, I know that Dennis is probably going to see a lot of guys go under. Pull up. That's okay, especially for the second unit. Um, you know, uh, Dennis with a op- couple opportunities to see, okay, you know, the defense is tilted. They're trying to play for the pass. They're trying to cut off an off-ball action. We're trying to set up. Let me just quickly drive around my guy and then get to the basket for a lip. He does a good job of that. And also today the matchup was really well, uh, considering the fact that he was getting guarded by, like, pretty small guards like Tyus Jones. But still, I thought Dennis did a great job of just organizing the group. Plus 29 in, in, in 28 minutes off the bench really did, you know, highlight that, yeah, every time Dennis came into the game, I thought he brought the level of organization. Um, I think Otto coming into the game just makes a lot of sense. As much as Otto can play, please play Otto, right? I'm not expecting, no one's expecting like some sort of high scoring output or he's dunking the ball, but he just comes in and doesn't make mistakes. You just compare how much he like puts on the table versus how much he takes off the table. He just doesn't take anything off the table. Whereas with, with Precious, is always a grab bag. He's going to put a lot of things on the table because he's like really active and he does good things. And today he played good defense when he came in the third uh, quarter. But he also takes so much off the table with like like rudimentary uh, basic mistakes. It's just a, a, like auto is like – it's not even like an insurance policy. It's just like a totally different you know freedom and sense of mind when you see him out in the game. Boucher – look, Boucher's been in and out of the rotation, in and out of the lineup – I think there are certain times where you can get away with playing Boucher at backup center. This is one of those because, you know, they played, for example, Cork, uh, not uh, Mike Muscala at backup center a lot. A lot of times they didn't even play backup center. So, like, I, I do feel like you can get away with Chris against a, a team like Washington. Lots of other teams you're not going to be able to get away with Chris at center. So that's another problem for Darko to figure out. Is that a spot perhaps where you put Precious in instead of Boucher uh, just to give you more size? And I thought, you know, Precious, as long as he defends like he did today in those, like, five minutes that he came in the third quarter, he'll be able to find minutes to play. Um but still, like I, I just think that the mix looked a lot better. I felt like the, the emphasis on getting more shootings in the in, in the group is a lot better. Like the losers in this is like Malachi doesn't get to play. But I like honestly, like I'm not throwing the season away just to try to see what else Malachi has. Like I need to see my team be as competitive as possible. Gary is going to help me with the starting group because that's going to make Scotty and Pascal have the ball more and also have more options to to to, to uh, for those guys to kick out to because that's largely what happens. 
Uh, and then I'm going to get more organization off my bench because Malachi can also be up and down as a point guard. He comes in and makes some mistakes like you saw in garbage time, for example, today versus when Dennis is in the game. He's just more for a season. He knows his role. He knows how to play out the starting and coming off the bench. And honestly, credit to Darko for selling him. Like, obviously, we've been calling for this for a long time. That's why the media have asked him time and time and time and time again. Are you going to change your lineup? And of course, he finally snapped with that Steph Curry quote. But like, yeah, I mean. You know what? It does take that ability to say, look, I'm going to my first idea for this starting lineup for my vision of this team, at least on paper coming into the season, wasn't working. So now I have to change it. That's OK. It's, it's not a weakness to change your mind. It's a strength. It, it, it shows that you are committed towards like more of the team rather than being committed towards yourself being right. And he tried the group. It didn't work out. So let's see a different way. And. You know, I think that obviously based on today, you're going to see it rolled back. And let's see it for like 10 games. Let's just see it like, you know, if it gets any better. If it doesn't get any better, so what? You were already struggling in the first place. But especially coming to a guy like Dennis and saying, look, we're going to have to bring off the bench. At least the message comes from Darko because they they have that strong relationship. And plus, you know that Dennis can be effective off the bench. And honestly, he played 28 minutes today. Like that's a decent amount of time, Um, especially in a game that included five minutes of garbage time at the end. So... Yeah, things worked out well. We'll see if it continues to roll, but at least for now, it feels nice. Uh, to wrap up your three stars from tonight's performance, Scotty's going to get the first star. 20 points, 12 rebounds, 8 assists, 3 steals, 2 blocks, um, and 4 threes made, 8 of 16 overall from the field. Honestly, I think to me, it's just, it, it's it's like a, it's amazing seeing the jump in confidence. Like, if you told me last season Scotty took eight threes in a game, you'd be like, why? You know, like, was he hot or something? Like, today it just felt very normal. They're very in rhythm threes that he was looking for. One time he kind of, like, literally ran in to look for the three, which was um, which is a sign of how confident he wants to shoot on the move, too. But, like, the fact that he hit back-to-back threes in the second quarter there, I know it doesn't sound like much, but, like, Scotty's now 20 straight games with a made three. Last season, the longest streak he had was six. Like, it, it's such a big jump to see him shoot the three better. And honestly, if you all of a sudden have Scotty shooting at this level, now you technically have three shooters in the starting line. You have OG shooting, Gary shooting, and Scotty shooting. And if Pascal can get to back to just being okay at average, uh, at wide open threes, and today he was 0 for 2 on those, but if he gets, gets back to being okay on open threes, then all of a sudden you actually do have something approaching of a nice starting lineup. But I thought Scotty's energy was great. I loved how quickly he was, you know, urging the team to run the offense. Uh, the rebounding, uh, he just did everything across the board. So I, I love Scotty's effort today. He's going to get the first star. A close second for me is Pascal, 22 points, 6 rebounds, 11 assists, a steal, 9 of 15 shooting, 4 of 5 from the foul line. Only thing today with Pascal is just a couple of times, just a little bit too turnover prone. Four turnovers is a little bit too many. But ultimately, like he played really, really well. And um, I, I love seeing him set up his teammates. I love the effort that he showed in the second half. Third quarter, he took over. Fourth quarter, he sort of just brought them home. And that's what you want to see from, you know, an all-star level player like Pascal Siakam. So that was great to see. Um, again, I would love to see the defense consistently at a higher level too. Alvin called it out on the broadcast. Uh, we know there's more for Pascal. And um, in, in the moments where he shows it, it really helps support and maintain the momentum for the group. And then your third star, honestly, you can go a number of different ways with this. Uh, I, I really liked seeing what Dennis did. But you got to give it to OG. I think OG, 26 points to lead all scores for the Raptors, uh, lead all scores in the game. Six rebounds, two assists as well. Largely a finisher tonight, but 11 of 16. So he actually got the most shot attempts of the starting group tied with Scotty and Pascal. Like those three guys being at 15, 16, 16 shot attempts, I love it. 
I love it because that's what it needs to be at. Those three are the guys that need to do the scoring for you. If whatever, if, you, if they're covered really well, I want to see Gary shoot a lot too. But like, yeah, OG, you know, knocked down three threes was just great. Still airballed a couple, which was strange, but went hard to the basket and, um, you know, just did a great job. I mean, he had a lot of mismatches to play against. A lot of times I felt like he was under the basket against like Jordan Poole. Like, yeah, of course, man, go at him. So that was great. Your Gerald Henderson award winner. Honestly, I didn't really feel like anybody off the Wizards was like really making that big of an impact. So I'll give it to Corey Kispert, just kind of off the bench and being aggressive with his offense, looking for some threes, you know, dunking the ball. He had a big dunk last time he played the Raptors, too. I think he dunked on Malachi or something. But, yeah, 13 points, uh, two rebounds, two assists, a steal. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I don't know. He's solid. Whatever. It doesn't really matter. The Wizards were really, really bad. And uh, we'll have a much better test to see how the Raptors' new group looks against the Boston Celtics. I mean, look, they're running out of time, really. Like, But at the same time, it's been 30 games. They're six games under. They need to go on a run. And you know what? If they actually take a result off Boston, which will be really difficult, but at least they're better set up to do so, then we can really, really get excited and build some momentum for this group. But for right now, Darko did the right thing. And you got the right results to show for it. So thanks for listening. Please continue to rate, review, subscribe to the Raptor show. We will continue to do reaction podcasts of all the games until the daily show is back on January 2nd. And as a surprise for everybody, we will have a banter pod in the feed dropping soon. So thanks for listening. uh, And we'll check back in in two days.